All right, we're back in another Sound the Battle Cry. And continuing the pre-trib refuted series, we are on to this parable. Uh, I've titled it, My Lord Delayeth His Coming. And, um, you know, this is all about, this parable is all about watching. Um, uh, you don't, we don't know the day nor the hour that Jesus comes. And, you know, I just want to make a quick point about that. You know, um, I'm a post-trib guy. And, um, you know, in a previous show, I talked about the last Trump um, being, you know, I believe that the rapture looks like it's at the seventh trumpet. And, um, you know, but as far as the exact timing of how that all plays out, I don't know exactly how it's all going to play out. And I don't think anyone does and anyone ever will. But what we do know is that the pre-trib rapture is a lie. And there is no evidence for it in scripture whatsoever. If we know one thing, we know pre-trib is false. And so that's the main point of all these seri- the, uh, the series of these videos. Now, if you want to debate post-trib, pre-wrath, all these different things, they're fine. There's, you, know, you can have some scriptures that uh, you could say could prove certain things. And uh, there may be a discussion to ha- be had there. But, you know, the pre-trib rapture is just built on so many out-of-context scriptures, um, so many mythologies, so many uh, twisting of scriptures that it just really needs to go. And a lot, I hope a lot of people just, you know, change their minds about it, get rid of it, and get in a different mentality of, of preparing their minds and, and spiritually being like, you know, maybe I am going to have to go through this stuff, at least some of it. You know, and uh, that's really the point of these this series. It's not to it's not to plan out exactly every moment in, in sequential order, and you know, and anybody that says that they know exactly the order of every single thing that's going to happen, it's not true. You know, there's multiple times where Jesus said, "You watch, because you don't know the day nor the hour that he's going to come." Nobody knows, and it, just to always be ready. Now, preachers might say, "Well, that's what we say. Be ready." Well, I'm looking for. I'm looking for, oh man, I should do a video on that, but they, they say, I'm looking for Christ. You're looking for the Antichrist. That is one of the, first of all, it's a ridiculous statement. It's not true. Second of all, how insulting is that? How insulting is it to say to your Christian brother that he's looking for the Antichrist and not for Jesus? Even though he believes in the gospel, even though he believes in the, in the, in the, all everything in scripture, the infallibility of scripture, all the fundamentals of the faith, he believes in everything the Bible says, creation, but because he disagrees with you on the timing of the rapture, you say he's looking for the Antichrist. Wow. Well, you know what I could say to you is, you're looking to escape tribulation. How about that? Uh, and which is much less insulting than saying I'm looking for the Antichrist. I mean, h- how ridiculous of a thing is that to say to a Christian? Of course, I'm not. I don't. Yeah, I'm looking for the Antichrist because I want to worship him. I want to see him. It has. It makes no sense whatsoever. You know, it's just that I deal with reality. Okay, and if I have to face the Antichrist, so be it. I'm still looking for Jesus. It's not like he's not going to come. Yeah, he's still going to come. He's just not going to come at the time that you want him to come at the beginning of the tribulation. Yeah, I have to wait a few more years before he comes, but I'm still looking for Jesus. I still want him to come. I still hope for Jesus to come. I still have the blessed hope 
The blessed hope is not escaping the tribulation. It's that Jesus is going to return bodily, literally, bodily. Jesus will return in flaming fire, taking in vengeance on them that know not God and obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ. I believe that wholeheartedly. And billions of people in this world do not believe that. They do not believe Jesus is literally going to return. And yet someone who does believe in his return, you attack me and say that I'm looking for the Antichrist. It's so absurd. No, I'm looking for Jesus Christ to return. It just so happens not to be the time that you think he is. And I disagree with you on that. Okay? Now, that brings us to our discussion today. When it comes to the timing of the rapture, there is only one viewpoint that could fit the evil servant in this parable. Now, this does not mean all pre-tribbers are like this evil servant. I would not go around saying, if you're a pre-tribber, you're an evil servant, or you are the evil servant in this parable. I am not saying that. Don't twist that, please. Don't try to tell me that in the comments or send me a comment saying that. Okay? What I am saying is someone who is a false convert and a pre-tribber is the only one who fits this description. The only one that can. Because no one else who has a different eschatology, especially under the pre-millennial banner, would fit this parable. And that's just a fact. So let's take a look at it. We're going to look in Matthew 24 and then the parallel passage in Luke 12. All right. um, Man, where are we at? Matthew 24, starting in verse 42. Watch therefore. This is Jesus talking. Watch therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord doth come. But know this that if the good man of the house had known in what watch the thief would come, he would have watched and would have not have suffered his house to be broken up. Therefore be ye also ready, for in such an hour as ye think not, the Son of Man cometh. Who then is a faithful and wise servant whom his Lord hath made ruler over his household to give them meat in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Verily I say unto you that he shall make him ruler over, over all his goods. But... And if that evil servant shall say in his heart, my Lord delayeth his coming and shall begin to smite the fellow servants and to eat and drink with the drunken, the Lord of that servant shall come in a day when he looketh not for him and in an hour that he is not aware of and shall cut him asunder and appoint him his portion with the hypocrites. There shall be weeping and gnashing of teeth. Now, like I said at the beginning, Someone who's an evil servant, someone who's going to be appointed their portion with the hypocrites and going to be in a place of weeping and gnashing of teeth, that's describing hell. Hell is described as having, there shall be weeping and wailing and gnashing of teeth where there weren't, you know, um, where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. It's all descriptions of hell. And so like I'm saying before, like I said before, the evil servant isn't necessarily a pre-tribber. You could be a saved person who is a pre-tribber and they're not this person. That's fine. But the only person who's going to say, my Lord delayeth my coming, his coming, is a pre-tribber, a false convert pre-tribber. 
Because no one else can say, no one else would say, Jesus is delaying his coming. The only person who could say that is someone that is expecting him earlier than later. If a mid or post or pre-wrath person is expecting Jesus to come some point later in the tribulation, most likely they're not going to say Jesus is delaying his coming. But the pre-tribber who's expecting him all the way at the beginning before the tribulation even starts and then some, all these events start happening, he's the only one that's going to be like, well, what's, why is he not back yet? How come he hasn't returned yet? I thought he was supposed to rapture us out. My Lord delayeth his coming. It's the only one that fits. I'm sorry, guys. It's the only one that fits. And uh, I'm not really sorry, though, because that's what the scripture says. And let's look at the parallel, parallel passage. Luke chapter 12, verses 36 through 49. And ye yourselves like unto men that wait for their Lord when he, when he will return from the wedding. Then when he cometh and knocketh, they may open unto him immediately. Blessed are those servants whom the Lord, when he cometh, shall find watching. Verily I say unto you that he shall gird himself and make them to sit down to meet and will come forth and serve them. And if he shall come in the second watch or the third watch and find them so, blessed are those servants. And this know that if the good man of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not have suffered his house to be broken through. Be he therefore ready also, for the Son of Man cometh at an hour when ye think not. Then Peter said unto him, Lord, speakest thou this parable unto us or even unto all? And the Lord said, Who then is that faithful and wise steward, whom his Lord will shall make ruler over his household to give him uh, to give them their portion of meat in due season? Blessed is that servant whom his Lord, when he cometh, shall find so doing. Of a truth I say unto you that he will make him ruler over all that he hath. But, and if that servant say in his heart, My Lord delayeth his coming. Now, why do you think God put this in there twice? Usually when God repeats something, he wants to emphasize it. He's emphasizing, emphasizing these people that will say, my Lord delayeth his coming and shall begin to beat the men servants and maidens and to eat and drink and to be drunken. The Lord of that servant will come in a day when he looketh not for him and at, and at an hour when he is not aware and will cut him in sunder and will appoint him his portion with the unbelievers. And that servant which knew his Lord's will and prepared not himself, neither did according to his will, shall be beaten with many stripes. But he that knew not and did commit things worthy of stripes shall be beaten with few stripes. For unto whomsoever much is given, of him shall be much required. And to whom men have committed much, of him will they ask the more. I am come to send fire on the earth, and what will I if it be already kindled? As I said before, the only person who would think that the Lord is delaying his coming is the pre-tribber. Every other pre-millennial will not expect Jesus to come at the beginning of the tribulation, and they know they will have to wait. Now, what does he say over and over again? He says, watch, right? He said, blessed are those servants whom the Lord, when he cometh, shall find watching. What did it say at the beginning of the other one? Watch, therefore, for you know not what hour your Lord doth come. And then in another um, part of this, he says, if he shall come in the second watch or the third watch or whatever. In another passage, it talks about, you know, at mid at midnight or in the evening or whatever it is, we should be ready for him to come at any time. 
You know, and I find I find that funny that preachers say, you know, we expect Jesus to return imminently, so we're watching and we're ready for him to return any day. No, not so. You're ready for him to return at any day to rapture you away, but you're not ready for to him to return in the mid, in the pre-wrath, in the post-trib, whatever it is, you're not ready for him to return at any time, only any time up till the beginning of the tribulation. Then you're like, well, he's not going to come after that. You're the only group of people that says, no, he is not coming anytime after the tribulation starts. He is coming for his church before the tribulation and that's it. Well, I'm sorry. Guess what the, the, uh, the parable says? You're not listening to what Jesus' warning is saying. He's saying, watch, watch, be ready. Hey, I'm ready. I'm ready now. I'm watching. You know what watching means? It means being awake, being sober, living holy, being ready that if Jesus returned tomorrow, hey, yeah, I should live like that. I don't believe in a preacher of rapture, but I should live like Jesus is going to come tomorrow. Absolutely. Because guess what? I could die tomorrow and I will face him. Okay. So I should be ready no matter what. It all, it, it, it's not all about the rapture. Guess what? You might, 20 years might go by, you might die and there is no rap. And then you're not, you, you are not alive during the, uh, the time of the rapture. Oh, guess what? You're still going to have to face Jesus. So shouldn't you live your life like that? No matter what, it doesn't matter what you believe about the rapture, whether it's, whether you believe pre, mid or post, you should live like Jesus is going to return tomorrow. Yeah, we should all live like that. We should watch. We should be holy. We should walk circumspectly. Follow the word of God. Speak speak the truth in love. Worship God in spirit and in truth. Uh, live a life that's pleasing to God. Offer our bodies a living sacrifice, which is a reasonable service. All those things we should do. And the second coming of Christ should be even more of a motivation. Absolutely. But my motivation isn't, I'm going to live holy because I uh, Jesus could return soon and rescue me from the rapture. No. My motivation is to please God no matter what, no matter when Jesus returns. But you know, I'm ready if he comes at the beginning, the middle, or the end. If you only think he can come at the beginning, you're not ready if he comes in the second or the third or the fourth watch at some other time. You're not ready. He tells you right now in this these passages to watch because you don't know when he's going to come. So always be ready. Is there something wrong with that? Is there something wrong with saying, hey, you know, I hope it's pre-trib. I hope it's mid. I hope he comes earlier than later. But if not, I'm going to prepare for the worst. And you try to tell me that's wrong. And I'm looking for the Antichrist. Sorry, my view is biblical. Yours is emotional. And that's all we have for you today. Thank you. God bless. Have a good day.